What's up with everybody, man? We're back, we're back, we're back. I hope everybody's having a great Thanksgiving break. Um, I hope that everybody is taking this time right now to spend time with loved ones. It's Black Friday. I hope everybody got their shopping done. And I want to apologize. I want to apologize, man. This um, technical difficulties with Anchor, um, the app that I'm using now as far as this podcast series is going, um, and what I will be using for the remainder of this podcast series that I will be doing, um, which is giving me a little bit of technical difficulties, but we got everything situated now. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I am Juice on the Loose, um, aka Julius McAllister. Um, I am a graduating senior at Morehouse College, um, graduating this fall, um, and then, man, I'm just happy to even be able to say that, man, it's been a long time coming, but this is a new podcast series that I'm starting, it's called The Mac Show, um, it consists of three entities that personally, um, help me in my day-to-day life, which is politics, music, and relationships, um, the politics um, I am a political science major, graduating political science major at Morehouse College, and we're going to talk about a multitude of things. We're going to talk about the Ahmaud Arbery trial, um, what it means to us, what it actually did for our community. Uh, we're going to talk about the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, um, and then we're going to actually talk about the Atlanta runoff, since it's coming up soon. Um, and then also, we're going to talk about music. Now, with music, we're going to probably go around and do this, uh, do it a little differently. Um, we're going to talk about the Adele album. I'm going to tell you all my favorite songs off her new album, 30. Um, we're going to talk about the baby and Dan Lee's situation, what was right. And actually, there was nothing right about it, but everything that was wrong um, and what could have been done to prevent everything from happening like that. And the third thing we're going to talk about is Dolph, man. Got to give a shout out to my brother, Dolph. Uh, not brother, but someone who I uh, listen to as far as music is concerned. Um, and we're going to do something with him. Um, now these relationship things, relationship section is going to come a little bit later because I think all of that to handle and comprehend and understand right now, you can't. So without further ado, we're going to get this show on the road. All right. So now we're back. We're back. And so the first thing we're going to talk about is politics. And we're going to talk about this Ahmad Arbery trial. Man, this Ahmaud Arbery trial. Personally, I was. I was on. I was. Um, I wasn't. Mm, I'm trying to figure out the correct terminology to say. I wasn't um, surprised because I knew that this was something that um, was going to happen. I knew justice was going to prevail. I feel like, in a sense, that it's been a long time coming. This trial has happened um, for a long time. This case happened right before the pandemic in February 2020. And um, personally, with this case, we just now got the final verdict um, where it's all three men um, were found guilty um, either of all the charges or miss one of the charges. Um, and so I actually have that um, picture of the of the um of the case as well as the people who um who their their charges were just asinine. Um you really just 
that whole case just bothered me in a sense because I am an African-American male. Um, I do live in the South in a sense where Tallahassee, Florida um, is a southern is a southern city. Um, and personally, you have problems with um, people in our community, um, but people in general who um, don't personally want to see young African-American males to win. Um, any way, shape, or, shape or form within this uh, world, whether it be um, financially, which is uh, business-wise, or just spiritually, or just in a sense altogether, you don't see people supporting African Americans. So personally, um, you just got to take that with a grain of salt, and you just got to keep a lot of stuff pushing. Um, but I feel like the Samaya Aubrey trial was one of those trials. That made me feel a certain way to the sense where, dude, we got tri- we got justice and justice was served. Um, and personally, I feel really great about that. I really feel, um, feel, <laughs> it's a lot of emotions to really unpack and unwind. But just knowing that justice was served to Ahmad and his family and um, it, it just brings peace. But in a sense, that person is still not here. Ahmad is still not with us. He's um, an example of something that, uh, of justice being served. And so um, really grateful for the, um, for the, the jury of 11, of 11 whites. And um, to do that, it was just, um, it was just amazing. So the Calvert and House trial, I didn't like it. I knew it was going to happen. And let me tell you why I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen in the sense where he was going to get off on this trial simply because look how the case was being handled. Look how the judge was interacting with him. Look how the it looked like a show. Um, the, the amount of access that Kyle Rittenhouse had to the judge. Um, there's a picture that was circulating on, on social media over the um over the break and was just you could see that this man was within two feet of this man of the judge and if you are on trial and you um and you and you are coming to a rally with the AR and you're just about to wreak havoc but you're trying to I don't even know what your purpose was. It doesn't even make any sense. Even though I understand what his purpose was, it didn't make any sense. Because why do you feel the need to come out there with a gun to a rally, a non-violent rally, and wreak havoc? And I feel like the only reason why he felt like that is because he's white. But at the end of the day, you had to understand that... um, Certain things can happen and certain things can't. And meaning by that, we can allow certain things to happen as an African-Americans can let some things happen, but white folks will not let things happen um, in a sense where we cannot um, be put in situations where our life is on the line because our life will be taken from us. Um, and so I personally feel like um, it's a color thing. And it's always been a color thing, but at the end of the day, we have to progress in the way that we know we can and that's in through music that's through the political realm that's through 
um, our communities, giving back to our communities, doing different things in the sense where we can make a difference. Little ways and little possible outcomes will subside from those. Um, so another thing that we're going to talk about, everyone talk about this music thing, man. We're going to talk about this music. We're going to talk about this music. But personally, we're going to talk about the Atlanta runoff. Now, the Atlanta runoffs um, are coming up very soon. And personally, I think it's everybody's right interest. You all should vote, right? Even though if you all are not, um, these are for all my college students in the AUC, Emory, Kennesaw, um, Georgia State. I need everybody to tap in and vote. Voting is very essential. And I don't think that it's um, specified enough. But voting does something for our community where we have a voice and we can speak about that voice in the way that we can through voting. Okay, I get it. A lot of people don't understand politics. A lot of people don't understand what does it mean for certain bills and certain certain infrastructure bills to be crossed, crossed meaning being passed and stuff like that without any knowledge or regulation of what do they mean. And that's what this podcast is here for. I'm going to be giving you all the ins and outs and understanding about this politics because I understand that what am I going to vote on if I don't understand it? And I get it. I totally do. So that's what I'm here for. I'm going to break down the politics. I'm going to understand. I'm going to break it down for you all to you all to understand. So that way, in a sense, you all have a reason to go vote. Like every there's there's not one reason why somebody shouldn't be voting right now. There's not. You don't have a a, a logistical reason. If you're twenty, if you're over the age of eighteen, you can vote. Simple as that. So I don't get it. Um, but some of the issues that are going on with Atlanta today is um, the increase with police. Um, there's another issue. There's a lot more issues that are going on. But if you all want to go and look at it particularly, there will be a link at the bottom um, of my podcast series that will discuss everything that you would need to know as far as the Atlanta, run- Atlanta runoff situation. Um, but we're going to keep going with this music. Adele's album. I really liked it. Personally, with Adele, like she was one of those artists that had to grow on me. But in a sense, it was well worth the listen um i personally feel like if you do like adele you should listen to this album if you don't like adele i think you should listen to this album um because i think you should just give everybody everybody deserves a chance with music and i feel like music talks to us in different ways once we experience it um and i feel like if we experience music if we experience certain situations within relationships or just um friendships in general you can understand where their artist is coming from, how they're perceiving the situation, how they're telling their story, and how they really like the music that they do, or how they feel their pain expresses their music. Um, so I liked it. I really did like Adele's album. There was a couple songs on there that I really liked um, that I'm actually going to tell you all right now, because I had it pulled up, man. I had it pulled up. Um, but... We're going to come back to my favorite songs in a second. Uh, we're going to talk about this baby situation, though, man. I think personally with this DaBaby um, and Dan and Lee situation, it is childish and mature. 
let me just start right there. It was just very childish and immature. I personally feel like the baby, if he felt that way about Dan Lee, he should have done that from the beginning. He shouldn't have the media and everybody want into it with all their business by him putting her on videos. and But that's his business. He makes the money. But ultimately, I feel like he should not be doing or be putting her in certain situations where ultimately he doesn't feel strongly about her. And, like, he made this girl. Um, first of all, he was on live and went on live and was just disrespecting her in the most crazy way by saying like oh you are my side piece um you nothing but um baby mama and personally I don't like how he did that I don't think any woman should be put in a situation where um like the baby put Dana Lee in because there's no way there's no there's no need for it he's asking for attention he's asking for people to be um, up to date with him and I personally don't like the way that he did it I mean if you if you didn't like the girl you should have just said that to her don't have her th- feeling and thinking of one way and really be a whole different way you understand what I'm saying like see guys do a lot of things but you doing this this shows your true colors and that you really just don't really rock with women the way that you say you do and I mean if that's the case that's cool but don't give us this perception, this persona that you are. So that's my take on the baby. I don't think the baby, um, I don't think the baby needs to be in a relationship or doing anything like that unless he's serious or if anybody's serious like that. Shouldn't be putting your significant other on social media and making a fool out of them for likes and stuff. So I don't like that. Uh, oh. Next thing we're going to talk about is this man, Dolph. I want to take a moment of silence for my man, Dolph. We're going to take a nice little 15 moment of seconds, a moment of silence for him. my man is Dolph. Dolph was one of those, if you were in the AUC or in Atlanta in general during this time, you understand what Dolph meant to the AUC in a sense where you heard Preach come on. <laughs> you heard Preach. If you was in a function with DJ Tarzan, Dos Diaz, DJ Dos Diaz, or DJ Rico Velli, or now, even now, with DJ Raymond Beats, um, you hear Preach being used really um faithfully in the AUC and I feel like that means a lot. I feel like Dolph really did something for the AUC but let alone did something for us in a sense where it gave us music and gave us um product that we like listening to and we like jamming to and we can come into a space where we can be ourselves and honestly at the end of the day that's all it's about. It's all about having fun. It's all about making the most of your college experience. And that's what I like doing about hosting. I personally love hosting because it puts people in a position where they can be fun, they can be themselves, they can um, go to different parties or functions and not have to worry about um, what people may say or what people may think of them. And that's that was really my whole purpose and reasoning on hosting. 
on top of my granddad being a very influential person in my life who um helped me just um who I actually just helped me to become the person I am today and personally I mean it's been a lot going on um but I feel like his presence is near um everywhere I go and I just am very grateful for that and I can't do anything but just do the same that he's done unto others that is uh, make people feel happy, make people feel welcome in a space that they can actually feel welcome in and that they can be themselves. So, Dolph, we know that you did a lot for this community, with your community um, in particular. We know that you had a family, your family, man. And one thing that I saw about Dolph, man, that a lot of, that I didn't even realize that he did, which really made me look at him a certain way, in a good way, was that this man... Every year that his kids had their birthdays, right? Every year that his kids turned the next age, he bought them a property. And so I don't know how old his children are specifically today, but um, I feel like a man who every year of their child's birthday buys them a property is doing something better than what the next man is doing. You don't hear a lot of people buying property um, as far as um, entertainers are concerned, let alone rappers. Um, A lot of times you see a lot of people buying um, jewelry, cars. um, But, I mean, they invested in other things that we also don't see. But when you see people invested in land, um, where it's something that's, that's bigger than jewelry and cars, um, in my personal opinion, it's something that can't be untouched, unmatched in a sense where, dude, you have properties and you have generational wealth where you can tr- transfer down for generations and generations to come where, dude, that's just something that is that can't be beat. Um, and I feel like in a sense, everybody should take the time to look up how much it costs to own a property or landscape or just see what's that process like simply because that's where our generational wealth will come from is with this land is that we pass this land down from our kids to our kids kids and then our kids is kids is kids so it's like one of those things that we just should take in consideration and we should just the utmost take it with stride and take it with something that we can be proud of. Because I feel like land is something that we can be proud of. And doing something positive with that land, we can be proud of. Same thing with Moneybag Yo. Um, Ari bought him um, 28, 28 acres. 28 acres of land. Um, I know that Young Thug has over 100 acres of land. Um, is about to make it Slime City. And calling it Slime City. And he's just putting his family out there in a position where they can eat, win, be successful, and dude, that's all it's about. It's all about putting people on. It's all about paving the way for the next person so that they, their journey and their success can can ultimately uh, be easier than yours. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is this relationships. Relationships, how can you tell if a relationship is real? How can you tell if it's fake? How can you support your partner? And then what can I do if I'm in a relationship this is for people in the relationship um what can I do to help us so what can I do to help our relationship grow what can I do to help us 
um, progress in the way that we should, right? So that's what we're going to talk about in this segment. Now, with relationships, relationships are a very beautiful thing, um, just depending on who it is with. Um, the relationship can be a beautiful thing, you know, and it also can be an ugly thing. With a relationship, you can tell if a relationship is real by the actions of the person that they're doing. Um, you can tell it's fake also by the actions that that person is doing. Um, I feel like personally with seeing if a relationship is real, you have to see and understand the demographic of that person, other people that are in that relationship, and then actually see what their purpose of the relationship is. Because a lot of people, in a sense, don't um, distinguish what the um, what the cause or the purpose of this relationship is. A lot of people like friends with benefits. A lot of people like being in a monogamous relationship. A lot of people want to have open relationships. And I feel like a lot of times all of that can be um, clouded judgment is because people do not express themselves within the first, I want to say, <laughs> first couple of days of their interaction. I feel like the the relationship should be established then um, in a sense where it's like, hey, if you like somebody, I feel like you should approach them in a certain way, of course. But then also get your point across where you are being heard and but you're doing it in the most respectable term, right? Um, so I feel like that's how you can do it that way. You can tell a relationship is fake um, by the actions that that person is doing. You can see um, if the person is really into you. You can really see if they're you feel like they'll do a lot for you or they'll put you in a situation where you feel like you can win or you feel like you can't win, that's how you feel, like if it's fake or not. Um, now, another question that was asked is how can I support? You know, I think a lot of times um, with people being in a relationship, they don't feel the need or feel how they can support the other person um, with them being in that relationship. And I feel like in a sense that you can support that person however fit they need to be supported. So what I mean by that is um, ask them, talk to them, communicate. That's one of the things that is important in a relationship is communication. So if you um, are in your relationship with your partner, I feel like the best form of support is talking to them, seeing what they need help with. If they need help with um, anything in general, they needed someone to talk to if they need someone hey i need you to run these errands for me or just doing something that is ultimately for a bigger purpose um and helps their lives go smoother and easier that's the way i feel like you can ask for that support and a lot of people don't like opening up their mouths and communicating and i'm here to tell you now that if you do not communicate that's not going to be a, a positive outcome within y'all's relationship Communication is one of the biggest, if not the biggest things to do in a relationship or if in a friendship in general. Um, I feel like there's also levels of communication where um, you should at first, like depending on what the demographic of the relationship is established, um, 
you should just go about it the way that you feel like is best fit. But don't overdo it. Like, and I feel like a lot of times people overdo certain situations and then just like make it plain where it's like there's no hope or point on that happening because of the certain actions that's happened. And it's like, hey, it is what it is. Everything happens for a reason, whether good or bad. So you have to take everything in stride. You have to take it um, for what it is and understand that there's a bigger and better purpose for you. Um, God has not done working on any of us yet. Um, and if it, that was the case, he would have called us home already. Um, but our purpose on this earth is not finished. Um, and I feel like, um, I feel like in a sense that when that day comes, it will come. But until then, we can only do nothing but be supportive of our partner, um, and be supportive of our persons that we really care about and actually understand that everything does happen for a reason and just take it with a grain of salt. But at the same time, understand that everything is going to be good, too. So the last thing that we're going to talk about um, on this relationship segment is what can I do to help us? Now, a lot of times in relationships, people... um, go through certain situations and they go through certain things where um, they're at a standstill. Um, They're put in these relationship situations um, that ultimately are stressful to the partner. And at the end of the day, you want to see your partner happy. You don't want to make uh, her feel a certain way or you just don't want I don't like personally seeing people unhappy, so I personally ask questions like, what can I do to help? And so I'm here to tell you that if you ask those certain questions, that I feel like personally you can get somewhere. Because honestly, that shows how we go back to our second point, how we go back to our second point is how can I support us, right? Well, what can I do to help? Those are along the same lines simply because you're asking, those are your actions that's how you can tell if something is real or fake by someone's actions. If someone is asking you, what can I do to help? Then that's one step forward in the direction of, dang, this person is trying to be real with me in a sense where he's trying to help me become a better person. And you can't do anything but just accept it, acknowledge it, and just like receive it in the way that you would like to receive it. But ultimately, try to look at that person for a bigger purpose. Like, oh, this person is really real. He doesn't, or he or she doesn't want to just be flimsy with this relationship. They're not being lackadaisical with it. Um, And you have to take at it. You have to take at it and look at it with with what it is. And I personally feel like if we ask these certain questions, like, what can I do to help? Or what can I do to support you? What can I do in order to make your day go smoother? I feel like those are the actions that you can see if something is real and if something is fake. And that is the conclusion of our first episode of The Max Show. um, Dealing with politics, music, and relationships. How they all help us um, cultivate our culture. Um, They make our culture, our black culture to what it is, because I feel like if we didn't have music, if we didn't have these certain political issues, and if we weren't in the relationships that we're in today, that 
it wouldn't make us who we are without them. And needless to say, I feel personally very strongly about three of these topics. These will be three three topics that you will hear me talk about all the time within my podcast series. Um, this is the first of many. Um, and I really hope and I do pray that you all enjoyed this segment. Let me know what you all think of it. Um, and personally, um, this is the start of something new. And um, I'll talk to you all later. Juice out.